Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new episode here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via our contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. This episode is brought to you in part by the I Love Old Time Radio Patreon page. As a Patreon member, you'll help me continue to bring all these great Golden Age shows, upgrade our equipment, keep the website going, and more. Plans start at just $2 a month, but if you pledge $6 or more, you get access to the Vintage Radio Podcast, a look at series that were an hour or more that include Lux Radio Theater, CBS Radio Mystery Theater, and the Mercury Theater on the air, just to name a few. To become a member, visit support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Fridays, we hope to say the secret word on You Bet Your Life. This episode was originally aired on May 7th, 1952. Now, George, what is the secret word? Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is house. H-O-U-S-E. Really? You bet your life. DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only... That's me, the Queen of the May. Well, here I am again with $5,500 for one of our couples, George. A lot of money, huh? Sure is. Groucho, the first contestants to try. Groucho is not the first contestant. <laughs> no, no. The first contestants to try. If I was the... a contestant, I'd be standing over there and you'd be sitting here. I wish you were. Uh... <laughs> the first contestants. And you're not alone either, George. <laughs> what you're, I was getting you're at. You're drunk with power, <laughs> The first contestants to try for the $5,500 question tonight were selected from our studio audience just before we went on the air. Mm, how uh, interesting. And here they come right now. Mr. Irving Humphrey and Miss Evelyn D. Smith. Come in and meet Groucho Marx. Well, welcome, kids, for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you see every day. Mr. Irving Humphrey and Miss Evelyn uh, Smith, eh? Uh, Mr. Humphrey, uh, where are you from? Philadelphia originally, West Philadelphia. West Philadelphia, yes. huh? Is that Philadelphia? Yes, it is, west oh, of the river. I see, yeah. Did you have uh, many a scrapper there in Philadelphia? Pepper pot soup. Pepper pot soup, I see. And uh, are you married? Yes, I am. I see. Yeah. Miss uh, Eveline Smith, is that right? Uh, my name is not Smith, it's D. Smith. Oh, it's D. Smith, yeah? Yes. How do you spell it? Uh, D. Apostrophe S. Smith. D. Apostrophe Smith. Evelyn, let's not be so formal. I'll call you Mr. Smith, huh? All right. What sort of work do you do? I'm a double. 
Suppose I'm slipping. I should have noticed it right away. I guess. <laughs> what kind of a double? Double dynamite or double trouble? But by the way, did you see Double Dynamite, the movie I was in with Jane Russell? Not as yet. Well, you ought to see. It's playing around. You ought to see. It's pretty good. All right. Don't forget now. Not as yet. Meet you in the balcony. Now, uh, <laughs> what kind of uh, trouble do you get into, uh, Evelyn? No, I'm a uh, motion picture uh, stunt girl double. You don't look stunted. Uh. <laughs> I do all the uh, fighting and the falling off cliffs and turning over cars and crashing planes and driving motorcycles and all the uh, stunts. And uh, Do you remember your first stunt? Yes. Uh, What'd you do? Well, it was for a picture called uh, Torpedo Boat. I had to crash this speedboat into, um, into rocks. and uh, Real rocks? Real rocks, just down at Cabrillo Beach. And... Uh, so this was my first job, and I wanted to make a good impression, so I really crashed the boat, and it threw me in onto the sand. I crashed a party the other night. I never crashed a boat. <laughs> so it threw you into the sand? It threw me in the sand. I broke two ribs on my first job. Is that so? Well, what happened? Did they send for a doctor? Uh, no. They uh, stood around and shook hands and congratulated themselves on getting such a good shot. <laughs> That's those Hollywood directors, kindly, thoughtful, and solicitous. <laughs> well, tell us some more about your work. Uh, you must have had a lot of unusual experiences. Well, uh, I can remember one time when I, uh, I drowned uh, 12 times for Betty Davis in Stolen Life. <laughs> and what was uh, Betty doing while you were drowning for her? Well, I'm not sure, but I think she was having her picture taking, uh, getting artificial respiration. <laughs> While you were drowning. <laughs> well, if one of your stars should happen to expect the stalk someday, my advice to you is keep away from the hospital. <laughs> well, uh, I'd better talk to you for a while, I think. <laughs> Mr. Humphrey, uh, you certainly have an interesting occupation. What is it? I'm a tree surgeon. Well, tell me, Doc, are you in practice for yourself, or do you just have a branch office somewhere? No, I have my own business. I do business under the name of Humphrey Tree Surgery. I see. Well, how do you get your customers when the trees want you? Do they just wave a limb at you? Or... No, we have our ordinary customers, but once in a while we get emergency calls. You Emergency calls? You mean an, an old tree calls at three in the morning and says, uh, hurry, Doc, we're expecting a little acorn? <laughs> Why, a tree could go nuts under those conditions. <laughs> What kind of emergencies can a tree possibly have? Well, when we have windstorms, rainstorms, whatnot, it usually blows over trees and they lean against wires or buildings and they have to be removed. And I see. Take well, care su of. Suppose this patient is in a bad way. Uh, what, what do you do? Do you give it penicillin? No, usually we cut it up for firewood. <laughs> That's a nice way to treat a patient. Said he made a fuel out of him. <laughs> well, I'd like to talk to you two some more, but now I want to give you a chance to earn some money, real money. In just one minute, you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at the $5,500 question. But first, I want you to pay close attention to this. Take the five-mile trial. Take the five-mile trial. Your DeSoto Plymouth dealer invites you to take the five-mile trial in a new DeSoto Fire Dome 8 or the DeSoto Power Master 6. He wants you to get behind the wheel yourself so you can actually feel the surging power of the exciting new 160-horsepower Fire Dome V8 engine that gives you more power from every drop of gas. Yes, acceleration and power you've never known before, and on regular gasoline. In your five-mile trial, you'll learn what DeSoto full power steering means. Not partial, but full power steering that works for you all the time. When you're parking... 
even when your car is at an absolute standstill. DeSoto Full Power Steering lets you turn the wheel with one finger. You'll discover new power brakes, Oroflow shock absorbers, and a host of other exciting features that make the new DeSoto the greatest value on the road today. So stop in at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers and ask to take the five-mile trial in either the mighty new 160-horsepower DeSoto Fire Dome 8 or the handsome new DeSoto Power Master 6. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth, the low-priced car most like high-priced cars. All right, now let's see how you work together as a team. Uh, George? Explain the rules, George. Right. Yeah. You uh, bet as much of your $20 as you want on each of four questions, and the couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $5,500 DeSoto Plymouth question later in the show. Now, here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. From our list of 20 categories, you selected Western Tunes as your category. Now, uh, here's your first question. How much will you bet? 1975. 1975. Good. 1975, huh? You've been watching this show. <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of this Western melody? Play it, Jerry. Wagon wheels. What is it? Wagon wheels. Wagon wheels is right. Well, you're on your way. Only a tree surgeon would know wagon wheels. (laughs) You're on your way. You have $39.75. Remember, you're going for $5,500 tonight. Now, how much of the $39.75 are you going to try? $39. Give me the title of this song. $39.50. How much? $39.50. $39.50. All right. Give me the title of this song. Play, Mr. Fielding. You now have $79.25. And here's your third question. How much are you going to bet? 79. 79. Let's see if you can identify this one. Okay, Jerry. $158.25. And here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much are you going to bet? 158 158 What is the name of this song? Last Roundup. Last Roundup is right. Look at that. But you still wind up with $316.25. That ain't hate. Well, thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Thank Roger, we invited some beauty operators to the program tonight. And just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Roberta Tate. Her uh, partner is a housewife, Mrs. Uh, Teddy Rochers. Ladies, meet Roger Marks. You're right here. Right in here. How do you do? Welcome, girls, to your bet your life. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you see every day. Miss uh, Roberta Tate and Mrs. Teddy Rochers. Where are you from, uh, Roberta? Well, I'm a native. Native what? Native son? Native daughter. Oh, you're a girl, huh? Uh-huh. It's amazing. Yes. Well, it isn't amazing, but it's certainly amusing. Huh? <laughs> you're a beauty operator? That's right. Well, so am I. Just show me a beauty and I'll start operating. You know? <laughs> Are you married? 
No, I'm not. Now you're talking, kid. I'll start operating right after the show. But what are some of today's popular hairstyles? Could you bring me up to date? I'm... Yes. I think that one of the most uh, popular today is the poodle hairstyle. What's a poodle? Is that when it rains, you mean? You step into a poodle? <laughs> what are some of the other popular hairdos these days? Well, there's another one that's been quite popular, and that is the horse's tail. <laughs> Well, that's just at the racetrack, isn't it? What's a horse's tail? What does that consist of? Well, a horse's tail is, again, an adaptation, and it is where the hair is smooth and sleek, drawn back, and tied with a ribbon or a band, and the hair hangs down the back, very similar to a horse's tail. Well, do you have to whinny when you wear that? Uh... No, con- fortunately consi- not. No, you don't, huh? Fortunately What's considered not. the smartest haircut, a poodle or a horse's tail? Well, there aren't uh, near as many horses' tails as there are poodles. Obviously, you haven't been around Beverly Hills very often. (laughs) Mrs. Teddy Roaches, eh? How'd you ever get a name like uh, Teddy? Oh, my uncle was a personal friend of Teddy Roosevelt, and I presume they wanted another boy because that's what they named me. And you got the name because he was an admirer of Teddy, is that oh, it? Oh, sure. Was he a good friend of his? Mm-hmm. Uh, where were you born, Teddy? Well, that's very complicated. Well, it usually is. is yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has it easy these days, Teddy. <laughs> this is life is grim right from the beginning. <laughs> See, before I was born, I lived in San Francisco. Before and you were born? After I was born, many I people see. prefer it that way. <laughs> And after I was born, I still Wait. lived in San Francisco. But now, in... just, just a moment, uh, just a moment. How did you know you were in San Francisco if you weren't born yet? Ah, but I know. My mother went uh, for a trip, and she told me. So she went for a trip to Europe, and uh, she missed the boat. The boat. <laughs> the engine was broken or something, so she couldn't come back. Your mother's engine was broken? <laughs> the boat. The boat's engine was broken, and you were in Frisco, and you weren't born yet? No. So in between, you see the two uh, San Francisco stays. Well, I was born in Paris. <laughs> well, that's clear enough for anybody but me. <laughs> well, judging from your accent, uh, Teddy, you must have remained in France. Uh, did you just get over here recently? Oh, no, I was two weeks old when I came back. <laughs> was your mother with you at the time? Oh, Sure. Well, that's Paris for you. It's amazing what you can pick up there in two weeks. <laughs> now, come clean now. You just didn't get an accent from spending two weeks in France. What happened? Oh, no, I went back there. When I was five years old, I went back to Paris, you see. Mm-hmm. And I went to the... You didn't like Frisco? Or San oh, Francisco? Oh, yes, I did. Yeah. But you see, when I was five years old, I just didn't have any... You had no choice voice in, the matter, in, huh? in the matter. Well, I, what do you know? Are you French or American? Uh? Oh, I'm Ameri- an American. Uh-huh. You see, my uh, great-great-grandfather came here when, uh, oh, in 1705. Oh, it wasn't Lafayette, was it? Oh, no. <laughs> How did you meet your husband, Mrs. Roaches? <laughs> well, I went to take a friend of mine uh, to the boat in Marseille. This is uh, when you were two weeks old? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> that was after the war, after the first war on war. Oh. That's right. There were two and then I them. got lost. I got lost in the, uh, amongst all the ships on the quay, you know. And then my husband came along and rescued me. So, and... Uh, you weren't married yet, and, you, and he oh, was no. your husband? Oh, well, I mean, my 
future husband. Oh. No, I tried very hard to get away from him, you see. After he'd known me a week, he wanted to marry me. And I didn't want to because I had four other fellows who wanted to marry me at the same time. <laughs> so you must have been pretty hot stuff, eh, Teddy? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why <laughs> You don't know why these four fellows were chasing you? <laughs> well, if we had more time, I could probably explain it to you, Teddy. <laughs> French are pretty naive, aren't they? <laughs> well, this has been most interesting, and since we've mentioned beauty tonight, my advice to you is to see the new DeSoto Fire Dome 8, because it certainly is a beauty, and I know because I'm driving one. Now, you're going to play your bet your life. You beat our other couples, and you'll get a chance at the $5,500 question. I can't tell you how much you have to win, but George is going to remind our listeners. The tree surgeon and his partner won $316.25. And the secret word is house. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected songs associated with famous vocalists. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? 1950. Okay. 1950. Who made famous the song Over the Rainbow? Uh, Judy Garland. Judy Garland is right. And you're on your way. You have $39.50. All right, remember you're going for $5,500 tonight. How much of your uh, 3950 you're going to bet? How much would you like to bet? 39 39 $39. All right, who made famous the song When My Baby Smiles at Me? Um. Um. Oh, if you don't I know. know, take a guess. No, I know. Ted Lewis. All right, that's right, Ted Lewis. Now, uh... You have $78.50. All right, here's your, third, uh, here's your third question. How much are you going to bet? You have $78.50. What's your shame? Oh, $78. <laughs> All right, 78 Who made famous the song Thanks for the Memory? I know, too. Thanks. Come on, kids. Oh. Take a stab. You don't know. Kate Smith. No, I, I'm about it anyway. Sorry, it's Bob Hope. Oh, oh. <laughs> You now have 50 cents. Mm. Oh, that's a shame. Here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the 50 cents are you going to risk? All. All of it. All right. All right. Who made famous the song When the Blue of the Night? Oh. That's a good gamble because I don't know. <laughs> well, take a guess. I don't. Hear the it's uh, Bing Crosby. Well, I, I'm sorry, but nobody leaves here with less than $25. I'm going to give you this one question. Get it right, and we'll bring your winnings up to $25. You ready? Who is buried in Grant's tomb? <laughs> General Grant is right. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. We have a grandfather and a high school boy for you now, Groucho. Uh, Mr. George Bartlett and Mr. Billy Compter come in and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealer. Say the secret word and you'll win $100. It's a common word, something you see every day. Grandfather and a high school boy, eh? Which one is the high school boy? I am. Oh, you are. Yeah. Who are you? I'm Billy Compter. Well, I'm glad to know you. Then uh, this is uh, Mr. Bartlett, huh? You're right. George Bartlett, huh? Yeah. Billy, how old are you? Seventeen. And what is your age, Mr. Butler? Oh, I'm only 91. Really? 
Got a grip like Jack Dempsey. <laughs> 91. I thought he was 60. <laughs> you said you don't look it. Where are you from, Billy? Philadelphia. West Philadelphia? No, I'm from any part of Philadelphia. Oh, I see. Now, that's quite a trick, huh? <laughs> Why are you from Philadelphia, Billy? Do you know? Well, well there's, there's something about it. My parents live there for one thing. And I guess Just that's, for one thing? That's, well, that's, that's pretty necessary. If they live there, then I live here. I see, huh? And you were an accessory to the crime, is that it? <laughs> it was a horrible one. I don't think so. I think you're a fine-looking lad. Thank you. I think you are, too. <laughs> yes, but, but I'm telling the truth. <laughs> Mr. Bartlett, uh, what's your hometown? Vineland, New Jersey. Where? Vineland, New Jersey. Vineland, New Jersey. Yeah. That's near Atlantic City, isn't it? Uh, down along that line, yes. Uh-huh. You're a grandpappy? Oh, only 15 children, uh, grandchildren. Is that so? 15 grandchildren, huh? On a dead man's chest, huh? <laughs> How'd you happen to get so many grandchildren? <clears throat> Were you well, working have, in the vineyard? Uh, I have six children, and, uh, you know, they all got married. You know what happens after that. <laughs> Frankly, I don't, but I'd be willing to listen to it. <laughs> what sort of work do, you, do your children do? Oh, they're all doctors. They're all doctors? All doctors. No wonder you're so, so healthy looking. <laughs> Thank you. You don't look like, like you ever had a sick day in your life. Uh, well, did you? <clears throat> uh, I was just... Um, given up to die uh, some few years ago. I was uh, quite ill, and the doctors gave me three days to live. The doctors gave you three days to live? How long ago was this? This was 53 years ago. <laughs> well, for a doctor, that's a pretty accurate diagnosis. <laughs> if there are any doctors listening, I'm only kidding. Now, Mr. Bartlett, uh, to what do you attribute your phenomenal recovery? Uh, California climate, principally. <laughs> More liars on this show tonight than we've had in years. What are some of the jobs you've, you've held during your career, Mr. Bartlett? Well, I started out kind of young, selling newspapers on the street uh, right after the Civil War. And uh, shortly after I had been selling the papers for a while, the people in the office thought that uh, I would make a pretty good devil. And so they uh, gave me a position as printer's devil. I worked there for a while, and finally I graduated from there and went to college. After I got through college, I went to work for General Electric Company, where I was made the chief consulting engineer. They generally gave me uh, the jobs that no one else could do, and uh, among those was uh, harnessing Niagara Falls. The, uh, they gave me the job of... Uh, were you there on your honeymoon at the time? Oh, no, my honeymoon was past. I had a full moon by that time. <laughs> <laughs> you say you harnessed Niagara Falls? What sort of work did you do when you came to California? Oh, I dabbled in real estate. And did you make any money? Oh, about $1,000 a day. Really? $1,000 a day? What's... Seven days a week. Is that so? You worked Sundays too, huh? Oh, I tell you, I just worked all the time. Say a thing. You must have had a lot of money. How long did you, did you keep on making this kind of dough? Well, I kept on. I don't know what when I would have stopped, but uh, the crash came in '29 and I lost every blooming thing I had. <laughs> well, I wouldn't feel too bad about it. If you hadn't lost your money in the crash at '29, you'd be wiped out in the taxes of '52. <laughs> right, you are. <laughs>
George, I can't get over how healthy and young you look. What's the secret? Do you have a drink occasionally? Oh, no, I don't drink. Do you smoke? Oh, no, no. You lead an exemplary life, huh? Oh, I don't know about that particularly. <laughs> I'm afraid to ask the next question. Now, Mr. Bartlett, do you have any special philosophy you must have to be so successful? Could you tell us what it is? I don't know particularly, but um, some years ago, I framed a little motto, which I have on my wall. The words were like this. Uh, God and I are partners in this business. God is owner, and I am steward. And I've tried to live up to that ever since. Well, that's, that's wonderful, Mr. Bartlett. I want to check on If everybody in this world had a philosophy like that, everybody would live to be 700 years old. Well, we wouldn't have so many wars anyway. No, we certainly will. Well, I'd say both of you boys have successful futures. Now, good luck to both of you. <laughs> now you're going to play your bet your life. You beat our other couples and you'll get a chance at the $5,500 question. I can't tell you how much you have to win, but George is going to remind our listeners. The tree surgeon and his partner still lead with $316.25. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected observation test as your category. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? About, uh, we'll bet about 19, 1950. Oh, yes. I might just as well bet the $20 on that one. Let's, let's take 19.99. We need it. 19.99. We can, we can flip for the other. All right. Here we go. Whose likeness is on a one-cent stamp? Washington. George Washington is right. <laughs> Off to a great start, you have $39.99. $39.99. How much you betting? How much you betting? 33 cents for leaving. All right, you're betting uh, $39.96. Yeah. Here we go. Is that all right with you, Mr. Bartlett? That's right, that's right. How many rows of keys does the standard typewriter have? Seven. No, no. Talk it over. About One answer between you. Fourteen. How many rows? How oh, many rows? Oh, oh, I see. Wait, can I, we have one more? One, two, three, four. Four rows. Five rows. Five rows. Four. One. What do you one say? answer now. Seven. No, no. A, B, C. Five. Five. No, I'm sorry. It's four. You hit, hit it, and then you straight away from it. Oh, that's a shame. They, uh... How much have they got? Three cents. You've got three... <laughs> All right, now you got three cents. How much are you going to bet? Uh, we'll, we'll risk it. You're going to bet the three. The yeah. colors of the solar spectrum, as in a rainbow, are always in a definite order. What color is on top? It's either uh, red or blue. Which one? Blue. One answer now. Blue. Which, he said, no, I'm sorry. Red. It's red. No, it's red. It's red. <laughs> well, you did better this way. Now, all right. Now they're broke. They're broke. Nobody leaves here broke. We're going to give you one more question for $25. You get this right, and I'll give you $25. And no helping, please. All right, are you ready? Ready. In what city was the Boston Tea Party? Boston. Boston is right. Put it down, Mr. Bartlett. Put it down. Sorry. Well, Roger, this couple went broke, so that means that the tree surgeon and his partner with $316.25 in just a minute get the chance at the DeSoto Plymouth $5,500 question. You know, when you buy a used car, the reputation of the man who sells it is often as important as the car itself. When you deal with a reliable person, like a DeSoto Plymouth dealer, 
known and respected in the community, you can be confident you're going to get an honest dollar's worth. It will be a car that not only looks nice, but has many miles of good, faithful service in it. And that's what counts. Of course, a DeSoto Plymouth dealer has many makes and models to choose from in every price range. In addition, he has some used cars that he knows particularly well because he sold them originally and has serviced them in his shop from the time they were brand new. So if you're in the market for a used car, now's a good time to buy. But here's a tip. Be sure to go where you'll get a fair and square deal where you'll find the best used car values in town to a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Here's the tree surgeon and his partner, the winning couple of Groucho, all set for the $5,500 DeSoto Plymouth question. All right, here we go for $5,500. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you. So think carefully and please no help in the audience. Here it is. Shakespeare's famous Romeo and Juliet is the story of two feuding families. Romeo's last name was Montague. For $5,500, what was Juliet's family name? You have one answer between you now. Detangon? No, I'm sorry. The correct answer is Capulet. Capulet. So that means the big question next week will be worth $6,000. That's the most money we ever had. Well, you lost the big money, but you want... How much did they win the quiz? Uh, $316.25. Well, congratulations and thanks to both of you and to all of our contestants on the show tonight. Tune in again next Wednesday night at the same time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $6,000. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember... See DeSoto Fire Dome, mate... Tomorrow! Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. Make safe driving a habit. Check your car. Check accidents. You Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. Wow, $6,000 for the next episode. I don't think that it's been this high before, but after 150 episodes, I can't keep track. 
And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, and our host, Anchor.fm. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. You can also listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so with a one-time donation or join our Patreon page at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. The Shadow returns on Monday and Groucho will be back next Friday for some more You Bet Your Life. For Patreon members, you can listen tomorrow to the latest episode of the Vintage Radio Club. A well-done story of a backstage love and heartbreak. It's from the Lux Radio Theater, and it's called Burlesque. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off. <laughs>